Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Jeremiah 29, 11. Amen. That's where we're going. Hallelujah. God's got a plan. Hallelujah. And, and he's going to be, out of his mercy and grace, directing us into that plan like never before. Amen. Because we want it like never before. We want the plan like never before. Amen. The whole purpose of, of, of this life is falling in love with Jesus. Amen. If you hadn't figured it out, it's falling in love with him. Amen. You'll find out <clears throat> there's nothing you can have in this life that can compare to him. And it's, it's so interesting that, that we try sometimes. <laughs> Only to be disappointed at the end. I mean, somebody was smart when they said, can't nobody do me like Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Uh, true joy. He says, I'm going to give you a joy that no one can take away. Amen. That your joy becomes internal instead of external. Amen. That I'm not dependent on something around me to make me happy. Amen. He is my joy. Amen. And then, as a result of letting him be that joy, I find out what his purpose is for my life, and I stay in it. I never change it. I find out who I am, what he's called me to do, and what he's given me to do it, and I believe it. Amen? You have to believe the plan. You have to believe who he made you. You have to believe in what he gave you. Amen. You've got to believe in what he called you to do. Believing in you is very important in this hour. Amen. Believing in who he made you is very important. Amen. God has given you an image. Amen. I believe the psalmist said, I will not be satisfied until I'm living that image. Amen. Satisfaction in this life then starts with who you are. Based on what God has made you. If you're going to be joyful in this life. You're going to have to be what he made you. Amen. Amen. And you're going to have to believe that he made you that. Even when you're not looking like that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You got to believe in what he made you. Before you even start looking like that. Amen. Abraham was not supposed to have a family. Amen. The plan of God was supposed to fail with Abraham. But Abraham believed in what God made him over what he was living. Amen. Praise God. And as you start living, as you start believing what he made you, you start living it. What we're trying to do is start living it, then believe it. No, you already healed. Now you already heal, but he's trying. But circumstances and the enemy are trying to convince you that you something else. Amen. You got to believe in who he made you, 
first before you start seeing it. No, 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 no. You got more than enough because we just saying Jehovah Jireh is your provider. Come on now, praise God. And you, so you, can, you got to start singing it before you see it because it's the truth already. Amen, it's the truth already. Come on, the truth cannot last. Well, think about the lie. The Bible, Paul said, I li I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not lying, I'm telling you the truth. And Jesus said, the vision will not lie. Come on now, what God said will cannot be a lie. Amen. So let's look down here and see what God is saying here. We want to turn your belief on this year. That this coming up year is going to be the best year. Amen. It's the best year. It's going to be the best health year of your life. Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. Because it already is. You just got to receive it. This is going to be a good year. They named some tires good year. If you know they can name some tires good year, then you ought to be able to attack and have a good year. Rolling all around on asphalt and concrete and everything. The tires get the tire gotta go through a hard places in life. But the tire keeps saying he doesn't change his name, it's a good year. <laughs> you ought to be able to say, I'm gonna have a good year. Without even sin. You got because you gotta be like God calling things that be not. They're supposed to be that way, but they're not. I'm calling them what they're supposed to be. Amen. You got to go ahead and say this. He said this. Look at what he says right here. You've been, you know this passage of scripture. He says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you. Amen. Said the Lord, thoughts of peace. Well, if God's got thoughts of peace about you, you can't never have a thought that God is mad at you. You, you can't be thinking God is mad at you if God's telling you my thoughts about you are thoughts of peace. Amen. Well, what about my behavior? No, Jesus fixed your behavior on the cross. Amen. Praise God. So it can't be your behavior. Amen. So it has to be a lie. No, God is satisfied with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said it is finished. So God is not angry. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's not angry because he fixed it. Amen. So it says right here, let me read this down here a little bit further. He says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, which means God is not adversarial toward me. Amen. He's trying to tell you, I'm going to thoughts of peace. Thoughts of peace means Shalom, that word peace means shalom. It means nothing missing and nothing broken. God sees me as nothing missing and nothing broken. Amen, praise God. You're gonna have to start getting a confession about yourself. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen. And whatever I need to do to walk in the path to realize that, the Holy Ghost is gonna be directing me. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because the path of the righteous just keeps getting brighter. Amen. Praise God. You ought to be talking about I'm, this year is going to be the greatest year of my life because my path is getting brighter. 
I'm calling it before I see it. Amen, praise God. Faith fashions, faith fashions what it wants before you see it. That's what faith does. As we read Hebrews 11, it said by faith, they frame the worlds. It's not talking about making heaven and earth because it's got an S on it. It's talking about the age in which you live in is to be framed by what you say. And God is giving you the word to tell you what to say. You supposed to be saying nothing missing, nothing broken. Cause in God's mind, the image he's got about you, you are not missing anything that belongs to you in the plan of God for your life and nothing is broken. Amen, praise God. So you gotta be saying that, hallelujah. And then what you're saying, praise God, will start lining up with God's thoughts. He said, my ways and my thoughts are not yours. But I'm going to change that. I'm going to give you what I'm thinking about you. And I'm giving you what the ways I have planned for you. Praise God forever. Amen. And I don't plan on anything being missing in your life. What I have ordered for you from the foundation of the world, it belongs to you. It is yours. I want you to have it. I want you to walk in it. I want you to enjoy it while you're here on this planet. Amen. Part, the Bible said without faith is impossible to please God. You've got to believe in the plan he already prepared for you from the foundation of the world. What displeases him is my children not experiencing what I gave them. My children are not experiencing what my son shed his blood for. He shed his blood for your deliverance. He shed his blood for your healing. He shed his blood for your peace. He shed his blood for your righteousness. He shed his blood for your joy. It is your healing is paid for in full. And you got to call those things now that be not as though they were. And the power of God is going to start manifesting them in your life right now going into this year. You ought to turn it on that I'm going to have what's mine. I'm going to have what's mine. I don't care what I got to go through. I don't care what challenges I'm looking at. I'm going to believe God and I'm going to watch my circumstances change. I'm going to watch my enemy become my footstool. I'm going to watch my storm become a cool breeze in the evening with God, amen. I'm going to watch every attack of the enemy become a thing of nothing. Amen, praise God. And you got to get an attitude about it. 2022 is an attitude year. I'm not talking about the bad attitude the enemy gave you. I'm talking about the attitude you got to have to take what's yours. Amen. Amen. Like Caleb said, I'm taking this hill. I don't care if it's giant Sony. I'm glad it's giant Sony because everything up there is big. Big couches, big beds, big place. Amen. I'm taking, praise God, because it don't matter if the hill is mine. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to have to believe God to get what's yours. Get ready to turn your faith on this year. You're not going to live by how you're feeling in your body this year. You're going to be living by 1 Peter 2.23 20, and 24. With his stripes. I ain't trying to get it. I already got it. And give God a praise and notify your body. Notify your body that it's changing. 
notify the devil this ain't staying. Amen. This ain't staying. I got a God that'll turn it around. I worship God that'll turn it around. I worship the resurrecting God. I worship the way making God. I worship there's nothing too hard. There's nothing too hard. This ain't hard. You need to tell the devil so right now, this ain't hard. I'm talking about the thing he's been telling you is hard. This is not too hard. Turning this is not too hard. Turning this family is not too hard. Renewing a mind is not too hard. Deliverance is not too hard. You got to get an attitude. Because it's not you doing the fighting. This battle is the Lord's. It's been his all along. You just need to praise him. You need to start this year off in a praise and refuse to be depressed. I'll wait till the end of the year. Come on now. Because we worship the God that watches over the year from the beginning to the end of the year. And if he's going to be watching, I'm going to be praising. You know how them runners do? They take out of the block at the start. Then when they get to the tape, they press. They got this little lean on. You ought to start praising all the way through. Amen. And then at the end, just do your press. So, so you look good all year long. I look good all year long because I believe in who God made me. I believe in what he gave me. And I believe in what he called me to do. You got to become a believer in you. You got to become a believer in the assignment and what you are in Christ. That's what Abraham had to do. He had no ability to be what God called him and what God made him in his own strength. We ought to give up on our own strength. It was never about our own strength in the first place. It was never about what we could do in the first place. That's a demonic mind tampering to make us think we could be something without God. It was, we were never intended to function without him. We were never intended to have a plan and then God's got one. Let me inform you, he's smarter than you. I, I, I already decided he's smarter than me. Amen. And he says right here, I know the thoughts or the plans that I think towards you. Not to give you an expected end. Amen. Praise God. Jesus had an expected end. It's the book of Revelations. Man, it's not the end of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That wasn't the end of it. What you see at the end, he said, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Amen. It's joy at the end. Amen. It's joy in this thing. He endured the cross. The Bible said he saw many sons coming back to glory. He saw us in, he saw us 
in the right image, in the right mind. That's what I want you to get today. I want you to leave here with the right image and the right mindset. Amen. Because that's the real you, what God gave you. And then you need to believe it. Amen. You need to believe in the image he gave you. Faith is believing in the plan God has. Faith is believing in who he made you. Faith is believing in what he gave you. And faith is believing what he called you to do. And it produces a lifestyle and an image for others to see. And it gives them an opportunity to change. That's why you can never take a step backwards when God calls you to do so. When God gives you a business or God gives you a dream and an ideal and he shows you something, it's always going to be bigger than you. Amen. Praise God. And you got to step out of you and step over into who he made you. God gave you an image. God gave you a likeness. Amen. He gave you an image and a likeness. And you got to believe in that image and likeness. When he told you to lay hands on the sick, you got to believe. Praise God. Hallelujah. We lay hands on the sick and they might recover. No, 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 he didn't give me a might recover image. He gave me a shall recover image. Amen, it shall recover. Amen, praise God. You should have got a shall not image last week. What shall not come to pass, this week you shall get a shall come to pass. They shall, they shall recover. You ought to shout that recovering in the name of Jesus. He says this, and then you shall go, then you shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me. Come on now. This is going to be a praying year. And a seeking you. Come on now. Come on now. You got to seek something. You might as well seek the real you. He said I want you to come to me. Because you can't find you. Without me. You can't find you. Without finding me. I want you to come to me. Because I'm going to be restoring image. And exposure. Back into you. And the path I had planned for you all along, come on now, hey, praise God, hallelujah, is going to start manifesting. Amen, praise God. The plan, I, come on now, the plan I, I already had paid, paid for you. It's a paved road, come on now. It's a paved path. You're going to come and you're going to talk to me this year. It's going to be a God year. Amen. Shout a God year. A God hungry year. Gotta have more God. And if you're not talking about him, you ain't talking about nothing. And I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. You don't know what a year looked like when you gave it to God. Come on 
that you ain't gay. No, you're not. No, 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 no. Look at me like that. Throwing God to scraps of your week. Feeding in the scraps of your mind. And he said, no, I want all. This is a year of all your mind. All your heart. Yeah. Somebody said, that's going to be a challenge on your flesh. But if you get up every day and remind your flesh, this is going to be a, a year of all my mind, all my heart, and all my strength for God. Can you go after it? The Bible said if you draw not a God, God is getting ready to get close to you. That means healing is close to you. Provision is close to you. Deliverance is close to you. Joy is close to you. In his presence is fullness of joy. And the hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. Get ready for arthritis to melt away. Corona to melt away. In God's presence. You don't have the presence. You don't have the presence of everything else. He said, no, I want you to come to me. It's something happens when people come to God. Yes, it does. You can't say the same in the presence of God. No, you can't. Moses went from a murderer to a deliverer. Yes, he did. Abraham went to a father of a few to a father of many nations. Jacob went from supplanter to the prince of Israel. David went from a sheep herder to the king of kings. You about ready to go somewhere in the presence of God. I'm going to give you your real image. I'm going to give you your real image. Yes, I am going to change you. You ought to shout. You ought to have a change here. You ought to be tired of the status quo. You ought to be tired of looking at the same money, looking at the same situations, and having things roll over on you. Some of you about ready to come out of punching clocks to running your own business. Because if God was going to leave you the same, he'd have left you alone. You getting ready to change up in here. Yes, you are. What he said right here. What he says right here. You shall seek me and find me. Come on now. This time will be wondering where God is. If you're seeking, then you're going to be finding. Come on now. He said, you're going to seek me, you're going to find me. <laughs> He went over and added over in the book of Matthew, in Matthew 7, 7. If you knock, the door shall be open. Come on now. It's going to be a year like the children of Israel when they knocked on the doors of Egypt and start getting things that belong to them. Listen, the devil is not a property owner. Everything he has, he stole it. This is a year of restoration. I'm getting my mind back. I'm getting my family back. I'm getting 
getting my joy back. I'm getting my health back. This is a taking back year. I'm trying to get you to call it. Only thing you get in this life is what you believe for. And God is so good, he says, believe for this. Won't you take this back? <laughs> Won't you take your image back? Because I made you like me. Won't you take the power back? Come on now. Because I've given you power. Power to tread upon scorpions and serpents. The six o'clock news is not going to bother you. Ten o'clock news, 24-hour news are breaking news. Because God's given you power to tread upon all of it. And this is a year nothing shall by any means. Oh, that's in your Bible. You probably believe in that. Instead of worrying about something come get you. You better believe this year nothing shall by any means harm you. We're not going to sit up and let some wind come through the community and blow all our stuff out of the No, we're speaking to that. In the name of Jesus. And it shall obey you. You shall seek me. I'm going to go pray this year. This goes, you need to make this your greatest year of intercession. And praying ain't begging. Oh, God, please, that's not prayer. That ain't even the right image. Don't none of my children be, grandchildren either. Even the little girl know how to swing the refrigerator door open and just stand right in the door. She don't even know what she's pulling out, but some stuff coming out. Where did you get the image from? You got a big God. He said, you been even know how to give good things to your children. Yo, this is the how much more year. You need to find out what you can really get from God this year. He said how much more. Hold your place there. I'm supposed to be reminding you of scripture, not introducing scripture. Amen. I'm supposed to be reminding you of what God said. But sometimes we have to introduce. He said, you shall seek me and find me. Matthew 7, 7. Ask. Make a demand for something. Oh! <laughs> it's awesome when he show you what to make the demand for. Amen. The reason why you're coming into his presence so you know what to make the demand for. Come on now. I'm demanding the plan. Amen. I'm demanding the plan. God says millions on this congregation for this mighty, wonderful work. I wouldn't even have said something like that about this church. But Pastor Nancy, she stands in the offer of the prophet. She come to minister to this church. She said, millions on this congregation for this mighty, wonderful work. God told me in 
in, uh, in Kansas, where it's Pastor Hernandez Church in Candace, Kansas. No, it ain't Topeka. When I hear it, I remember. Anyway, I'll figure it out. He said, Dr. Jacob said, Keith, God wants a word and spirit church in that city. Yeah. And he says he wants a word and spirit church in that city. And he's expediting things. He's expediting things. And men and women are going to be drawn to that ministry. Amen. Praise God. And so there's going to be things happening financially if you realize that you are not the broke, you are the rich. And the devil's trying to keep your stuff while you are here. I was walking, I was coming through the back door of the building. He said, Keith, I want all this land. I was coming through the back door. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I like when he show you what to take. I want all of it. To do what I'm doing. We got to be better listeners. So we know what to take. Some of you have been driving by your house. I'm talking about the real one. I'm not talking about the one you in. You've been driving by it. Amen. And don't act like that's, well, how is God worried about a house? He needs you to live somewhere. He had to give Jesus one. He said it's going to be in Capernaum by the seashore. While he was living in Nazareth. His house was in Capernaum. On the beach. And a prophetic word had to come to show him where he was supposed to be living because you can have the wrong stuff in this life and be satisfied. And he said, I want you to come talk to me so I can realign your life. Amen. Praying also means listening. Amen. I want you to listen to what I have planned for you. Now notice the children of Israel, they wouldn't, while they were in Egypt, they weren't in what God wanted for them. They weren't occupying the land he had for them. Neither was Abraham. When you meet Jesus, you're never occupying what he died for you to have. So you got to get in his presence to find out what he wants for you. When Moses got in his presence, God had to give him a new image. He had killed somebody and it was bugging him. And he wanted to go out on the desert and live on the backside. He had already tried to be this liberator. And he went to try to hide and get an occupation as a sheep herder. The devil wants you to live a whole life of what you are not. And the Bible said he was so far out that it called it the backside of the desert. You could at least get on the front side. 
It wouldn't have been that far walk getting back to where you're supposed to be. But he was on the backside of the devil impersonating a sheep herder. That's what he was doing and that was not who he is. And the devil would love for you to sit in church and not be who you are. And you got to believe in who you are. You got to believe with all your heart because it's going to mean a lot of change. Jesus had to change his address to get in the will of God. The Bible said before he was even here, he would be born in Nazareth, born in Bethlehem, have to move to Egypt, amen, come back from Egypt, amen, to Nazareth, get rejected there, and move to Capernaum to get in his real house. And if Jesus had change, you're going to have to have some change. And you have to believe in the plan of God for your life. And this ought to be a year you go after it like never before. You need to rattle yourself. You need to shake yourself. And I spent enough time in obscurity. I've been on the backside long enough. I know I'm supposed to be bigger, have more, do far more, go farther than I'm doing right now. But you can't do it by yourself. That's why on the day of Pentecost, he said you shall receive power. It's power to be where God wants you. Power to do what he wants you to do. Power to have what he wants you to have. Power to take what he wants you to take. And power to touch all nations. You're supposed to be larger than what you are. Yes, you are. You can't go there in your own intellect. So you have to get in the presence of God. Got in the presence of God. God said, take off your shoes. You're going to be taking off a lot. We're just starting with your shoes. You're going to be taking off a lot. You're on holy ground. Which means you have to have what I want you to have. And you got to be what I want you to be. And you're going to have to do some taking off. And putting back on. You're going to be putting off the old man and putting on the new man this year. Yes, you are. He says this. He says this. Ask. Make a demand. For what? What I showed you. You get in my presence, you make a demand for what I showed you. Some people don't. See, if he don't show you something, you can't take nothing. You over there taking somebody else's house. It ain't even yours. You got to let him show you you. And it only happens in the presence of God. He said, I got a plan. But you're going to have to come to me. You got to get coming in your spirit. <laughs> You got to get hungry for they that hunger. You got to get home. Only thing ever moves you is hunger. That's the only thing ever moves you. Hungry to see a movie. Ooh, I just want to go see this game. That's hunger. 
Anything you desire is hunger for it. And the only thing truly to be hungry for in this life is to be hungry for the word, hungry for God. The only thing that truly satisfies hunger is hunger that's satisfied in the presence of God. Sometimes I book passes. I don't know. I think I book passes. Going to no beach ain't going to make me happy. I done been to enough of them. I'm ready to go home after two or three days. Now, I don't know about you. I'm just talking about me. I got to be real with me. I ain't acting like watching waves for the rest of my life going to make me happy. I like going to California, looking at the mountains. But that's enough. I like going to the Smokies. I like seeing a bag every now and then. But that's enough. I'm just real with me. I know there's no amount of money going to satisfy me. Because once you get enough money in the bank where well, you ain't even got to think about money. That ain't going to satisfy you. People with a lot of money in the bank ain't happy. It's a temporary joy and gold that you meet, and once it's satisfied, you're not happy. Look how many people that is not happy that's got a whole lot of money killing each other in the house. You were created in such a way there's only one thing going to satisfy you. You better wake up to the real you and quit testing stuff. I love Pastor Cynthia, but she ain't my joy. Now, she all in a bag of chips. But I don't have a person that makes me happy. The Bible tells me to rejoice with her. You need to read your Bible. Putting all that unrealistic expectation on somebody trying to make your depressed behind happy. I, I said it. I said it. Making somebody's putting that all on you. And if you know what I like, you, you always, you know what? <laughs> Be smart. People, there's never been a, per, a, a person created that can make you happy. It's not. You just said it. In his presence is fullness of joy. God did not put fullness of joy in your mate. Amen. And I know he didn't put in no girlfriend. And no boyfriend. He didn't put it in them. You rejoice with them. Amen. Amen. Which means you're responsible for bringing your own joy Amen. into the relationship. Don't be asking me to bring all, uh-uh. Luggage, where's your joy luggage? I see the strife luggage and the disappointment luggage. and I see that luggage, where's the joy luggage? Because you ain't here living out of my suitcase. Amen. 
All right, you better say amen to that because that's real. Ask. That means make a demand for what God shows you. Make a demand for what God shows you. It means make a demand for what he shows you. You need to get close enough to him and he'll show you something. He said, Moses, let me show you that all the money in Egypt right now is yours. I got to show you this because I said if these people even treated you, that you coming out with it. Now, he's not said for this end time harvest, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. The people are doing just what God told them to do. If you want to understand what the just is, they doing just what the Lord said to do. That's what just is. Doing what God said because you got in his presence and found out what he said. It's got to be a seeking year and a praying year like you never prayed before. Oh, if you pray like you never prayed before, if you seek like you've never sought before, you're going to come out with a whole new you because you're going to come out with an image that God has given and has been there waiting for you all along. You're going to come out with a provision that's been waiting for you all along. You're going to come out with an assignment that's been waiting for you all along. It's been sitting here waiting for you. It's the thoughts of God he's trying to bring you up to it. But you got to go after him. Say, I'm going after him. I don't care who don't go. I'm going to meet up with the ones that will. There you go. Ask and it shall be. When God shows you something because you sought him and you make a demand for what he shows you. So God showed Moses, you're going you're to take these people out. And he had to equip him with the intellect that I have empowered you to do this. Couldn't do it in your own strength. You got to do it with God. You're going to do this year with God. Amen. How do you do that? You stay in the word. You pray in your car. You pray without ceasing. You pray all the time. You praise all the time. Amen. Because the presence of God is there. You're just participating in it. He says, we're going we're gonna to go down here and we're going to take all these people out of here. It is an impossible task to get three million people. It's like moving Nashville to Kentucky. What do you eat on the way? What do you drink on the way? It's an impossible task. But he said, I'm going to carry you out like you riding on ings, wings of an eagle. I'm going to take you out of here. And there will not be one weak or feeble one among you. I'm going to be your doctor out there in the middle of the wilderness. I'm going to be your provider. I'm going to be you, your shade in scorching heat. I'm going to be your comfort in the night season. I'm going to be your doctor. I'm going to be your protector. I'm going to be your provider. 
everything you need. I'm going to cause water to come out of a rock. I'm going to take care of you. That's what I'm going to do. Moses, stick your hand in your shirt. Comes out leopards. Stick it back in. And it comes out whole. I am your physician. Throw your rod down. Turns into a serpent. Pick it back up. Not right now. Picks it up. Turns into a staff again. We're going to go down there and do marvels. God's looking for a generation he can do marvels. In. Because he wants people out of bondage around us. He wants people out of bondage around us. But you, if you want to see people come out of the bondage, you're going to have some power now. You're going to get in the presence of God. You're going to get with God. You're going to stand in his presence just like Moses did. And when Moses walked out, I love it, Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments. Moses goes in with that un, untamed hair all over his head from watching the sheep and adding the scorch there. Y'all seen the old Ten Commandments? I don't like the new one. I don't like the old new one. The new one got Moses down in the water getting drowned with with Pharaoh. <laughs> Mess that up. And Moses out there getting swallowed up in the waves with Pharaoh. See, the world want to act, act us like we in the same boat they in. Even if we serve God, we are not in your boat. And you're going to find out when Jesus blows that trumpet and the, and the Michael angel blows that trumpet we're going to come up out of here and some folks are staying. No, I like the Cecil B. DeMille's narrative on that. Moses come out with this perm hair. These shiny gray locks. White silver locks. Like he had been down to this the finest beauty parlor in the city. Boy, I said, look at them waves. He ought to be in Egypt with hair like that. He didn't have, when he saw his hair, he went straight to Egypt. Fast as he could on that stick. And he got down there and he started declaring what God said. He kept the theme the same. You're going to let my people go. Amen. Your theme this year is let my stuff go. Live, don't change the theme. Don't change the theme. Pharaoh tried to harden his heart, try to act like, no, nah, everybody's staying. Ain't nobody leaving out of here. Well, maybe let me change my mind. Y'all men can go worship. Y'all can go worship. Leave your wife and kids and all your property here. No. This is a year we don't let you keep nothing. We taking our money. We taking our land. We're taking our families. We're taking everything. Everything that God gave us. We're taking the whole thing. I don't come if it's got to come by saying it. If it's got to come by praying it. If it's got to come by miracle. If it's got to come by sign. If it's got to come by wonder. I don't care because it's coming. Amen. He says you shall ask. And it shall be given. You shall seek. 
and you shall find. You shall knock, amen, with authority, and it shall open. For everyone, and that means that includes everybody, it's going to be a full year for everybody. Amen. For everyone that asketh. Why? Because it's already yours. It's already yours. It's already yours. You're not coming up. When it comes to the plan of God, he said, I already wrote the plan. Jesus wasn't moving in the house on the seashore just because that came up at the moment. Why? Why? Before he was born, the word said that that was going where his house was going to be. There is no new plan for your life. It's already been planned before the foundation of the world. And now all you're doing is receiving the image, the likeness, the assignment, and the things that already belong to you. As they are revealed to you, in the presence of God. Jesus had to find the place in the book. Where it said the spirit of the Lord is upon me. You got to take what God is already. And even if you just started today. You got a head start. Because God didn't already wrote over the whole church. There's prophecy statements in there. You're supposed to be stepping up. Amen. Not just this year. Next year too. And the year after that. Look what it says here. Everyone that asketh receiveth. Say everybody's getting it. He that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh. It shall be opened unto him. What man is there of you. Who if he ask. If, if his son asks bread. Will you give him a rock? You'll be a bad parent if you did that. Or if you ask a fish, he'd give him a serpent. If ye then, being evil in comparison to God, know your children, if you know how to give gifts, good gifts, he didn't just say gifts, he said good ones. He said, even a natural father knows how to give good gifts to his children. He says then, he says this, how much more? Amen. This is going to be a more year for you. Amen. You take your scripture right here, it's going to be a more year for you. Because if you look at what you've done for your own children, Come on now. He wants you to look at it. He wants you to look at it. You know, growing up, we didn't have, mom didn't do a lot, you know, in toys and stuff like that. She was raising four children practically by herself. So we didn't get a lot of plastic stuff. And then whatever we got, we swept it up by the summer and it was in the dumpster. Can't account for any of it. She would, she would get us clothes and shoes and things that were needed. She would get the things we needed. 
we didn't think we needed those things. We thought we needed all the plastic stuff. We thought she was so boring. <laughs> You're probably the worst sand in the whole neighborhood, mama. That's what we were thinking, you know. But she was thinking about what we really needed. And now I realize, you know, the most important thing she gave us was Jesus. Yeah. I still got that gift. <laughs> I, still, I still got that one. And it's still producing to this day. Yes. But now he's saying, how much more? God is in the more business. Amen. You get to decide how much more. Amen. He said, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give. Come on now. If you let him, he'll give. You're going to have to see God is giving to you this year. You got to get an image of him giving you. the best. The whole thing that this morning in my heart, he said, he said, my children are struggling with my image. And because they're struggling with my image, they're struggling with their own image. Somehow fathers just set images. They can set images. And my children are not receiving what I've already prepared for them because they don't see me as a giver. They don't see me as a giver. And you gotta get in his presence this year like never before and seek him. And you're gonna to begin to see what he's given you. And it's going to change your life. And whatever you got right now in image, in assignment, and provision, it's about to be more. Not because of who you are, it's because of who he is. Amen. He's a good father. Amen. He's a good daddy. Amen. When you got born again, you got put in a whole new family. You got put in a whole new family and you're going to have to let God be good. Amen. In your mind because that's who he is. How much more shall your father which is in heaven we're talking about your heavenly father. Jesus said, I don't do anything unless the father tells me. And it's the father in me that doeth the work. Amen. So everything you see working through me, the father worked it through me. And father's trying to work his image through you and I so that people around us see how good he is. 
He's trying to show out through you this year. Amen. Praise God. You need to let, give good things to them that demand it. Good things. Look over here and uh, look over here. Let me see what time. Look over here in uh, Corinthians. I love 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Some of y'all. Hallelujah. But it's for all of y'all. You got to say I'm going after it. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. But as it is written. So as it is written. You know when the children of Israel came out. They had to record their inheritance. It was written out. When they got to Canaan land. They had recorded where your plot of land was. And it was all laid out. It's written. And your inheritance has been written down. And it's one person assigned to show you the real you. That person is the Holy Spirit. And if I'm going to get in the plan of God, he got to show it to me. And you got to make a decision. You're going to have more quality time. Letting the spirit of God revelate to you about his plan for your life. The only reason why I pastor, because it's a revelation. It's not a profession. It's a revelation. Now, what I was doing before pastoring was a profession. It was a job. And it looked normal to the people around me. But the closer I got to God, it started looking abnormal. And the closer you get to God, that's all he will show you is the real you. That's all he will show you is the real you. He will keep putting it before you until you become that. Paul wrote, he said, he that begun, had begun a good work in you. He's going to perform it. <laughs> oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. He's going to perform it. Until Jesus comes. He never stops working on the real you. He never stops working on the real you. He never stops working on what you really supposed to have. The day you made Jesus the Lord of your life and believed in him as the son of God. God you, can't, you were born again. You came in the family of God. And the good work started. And he says... I am going to keep working until I bring the real you out of you. And once you believe in the real you, that's where faith comes in. The greatest faith is believing in who he made you. And living with what he said for you to have and called you to do. 
We didn't have enough money to build on Dickerson Road in the natural. But the way he works, he causes you to possess. He causes it to come if you just keep moving forward and keep walking in what he said. Peter wasn't made to walk on no water in the natural. That don't even make sense to get out of the boat. You're supposed to tie yourself to the mask and hope the thing stays afloat. Not get thrown out of the boat. You're not supposed to walk on water. But when he saw Jesus do it, what is God's plan? He's conform you to the image of his son. When he saw Jesus doing it, the plan just kicked in. When he saw the, he went, Jesus went out there to show you him. He was out there to show you you. He was out there trying to show you you. They didn't put him in a tomb to show you that he got up. They showed you that your rock has been rolled away. And you done all the dying you gonna do. Amen. He's showing you you. And the enemy brings pressure to keep you from being you. That's what the storm is for. To take your eyes off the image of who you're supposed to be and start looking at the possibilities of failure. And you're going to be focused this year like you've never been focused. I ain't trying to go on no hill to be no ordinary church. Ain't nobody building nothing in the middle of a pandemic. They closing, running. But I ain't never had running in me. <laughs> Ever since I walked down the street with God and I couldn't feel my own body. Don't you ever doubt me, son again for the rest of your life. I am with you in the hardest of battles and the strongest of storms. I am with you and I will turn your calamity into a miracle right in the devil's face if you trust me. It's an attitude. I got an attitude. It's a faith attitude. Mean nothing to me. We keep moving forward. What he says right here. This is why it's so challenging for people to read, to enter into God. Guess what it is? It says in verse 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, my last set of scriptures. As it is written, God done wrote it down. When you get to heaven, you want to match your life matching up with what's been written. When you get to heaven, you want your life to match up with what he wrote. You don't want them to start reading your real life, but you lived another story. 
That's when they're going to take you in the room of wailing and gnashing of teeth. When you realize you didn't have to live in a house that tight. You didn't have to keep the same shoes. Resoling them and reholding them. He says, you are something that never existed before. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Are you still doing things with the old way of doing? Because if you haven't, that means you don't act like everybody else. You don't do things the same way everybody else does. You are a peculiar person to the people around you. You are peculiar. People marveled at Jesus. They said, even the winds obey him. He just talked to them. They did exactly what he said. He was not showing us him. He was showing us us. Because us was put down here before him. But us messed it up. So he came to save us. From the image we were living. An image is a belief system. An image of poverty always believes in broke. It always wants to save money. It always wants to do things on a tight budgetary level. I'm not saying you should be fiscally irresponsible. I'm not saying that. But if the reason why you got those shoes because instead of the ones you really wanted was because of money, I'm talking to you. Because you couldn't really be who you wanted to be because you didn't have the image of wearing those because you was looking at the money in your pocket instead of thinking about Jehovah Jireh. You should have just backed out of the stove and praised him and told those shoes, I will be back. Don't go nowhere. In my father's house are many mansions. Because if those shoes was in the plan and you broke those, you in disobedience. And don't try to save God no money. Because they, they, they use gold for pavement up there. Pure gold. That's what they use for pavement up there. And the devil been working on some family line so long. Dragging them through poverty so long. Couldn't go through the store and ask for nothing. Get slapped upside the head. Don't ask for nothing. Matter of fact, wouldn't even let you go to the store. Because I know you're going to be in there asking for something. Making demand. So you stay home. Now you become an adult. 
saving everything. Yes, you do. I'm not saying, I'm not, Jesus took up the fragments. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having a broke mentality. Talking about prices going up. Ain't the prices going up? Prices have been going up ever since you've been here. Prices are going, people worry about prices going up. Prices have never stopped going up. Because the love of money is the root to all evil. So stuff just keeps going up. Because the devil is an economy manipulator. It doesn't matter how high gas get. Just get higher than the gas. That's why they call him the most high. <laughs> gas ain't never got that high. Because if the most high is in your car, I don't care if it's $10 a gallon. Yeah. Get everybody mad. Get everybody mad at the pump. Fill it up. <laughs> Haven't you read? My cup runneth over. The more, the more you worship him, you ought to worship him about your cup this week. I know you ain't ready. My cup runneth over. I ain't talking about everybody else's cup. Well, if you got that, you just need to get delivered. Candace preached an awesome message on deliverance. I watched it online. That was the cream of the crop. See, I done heard Dr. Jacobs. Dr. Jacobs has come here and done a whole message on, a whole, a whole course on deliverance. She's in every one of them, read all his books. And he laid hands on them, put that anointing on them. That was the anointing. I know the anointing when I hear it. I could tell the, and I could tell how skillful it was. One of the deliverance she talked about is having the mindset of the culture you live in. You got to get delivered of that. You thinking wrong. You thinking wrong. Praise God. Everybody should have been in that deliverance line. Come on, I don't need to. Yes, you do. And she was right. You always need deliverance. Until you look just like Jesus, until you acting just like him, you got some shackles on you and you need to get free from it. Who the son says free is free indeed. If you think things are too high, you need deliverance. If you think sickness can't be defeated, you need deliverance. Let me read this. But as it is written, I have not seen. That means you're going to do something somebody ain't seen before. No ear have heard. They ain't heard about this. Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared. Your stuff is done. Your healing is already done. Yes, it is. 
<laughs> I see, I'm laughing because the church needs to get closer. <laughs> you got to say, I'm getting closer this year. <laughs> We're going to have noonday prayer every day. I ain't going to have no noonday Bible study. I'm going to have noonday prayer. Because prayer changes things. Yes, it does. You've been taught too long enough, but when have you gone to seek him? When have you sought him? Because it says if you seek him, you will find him. And when you find him, you're going to find the real you. In pursuit. That ought to be your attitude. It's not that he's hiding from you. It's that your determination to be in his presence should be stronger. Because listen to what it said right here. But God have revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit search of all things. Amen. So as you pursue God, the spirit gets involved in your pursuit. And begins to show you the real you. Even the deep things of God. God wants us to know the depths of his heart. We are his children. He wants to hold nothing back from us. He wants us to know the depths of his heart. And as you stand into his presence, you're going to change. Nobody pursues God and comes out unsatisfied. And the church just needs to go to a whole nother level. In the pursuit of God. We're going to change the way we live in our homes. The Brownsville Revival. People would stay at the church. On past midnight. They stay past midnight. And one of the leaders of the revival. I don't know if it was the pastor evangelist. Said God why don't people want to go home. He said they know God's presence. Is not in their home life. They know it's a difference in the atmosphere of their home than the atmosphere of the church. They shouldn't be different. They should be the same. They should be the same. If the Lord's building a house, they should be the same. They should be the same. And you got to make a decision. Now, I, you know, I know people live with different kind of people and all that kind of stuff like that. I got that will then get you a space. Jesus said a closet. You got to have the whole house. Get a closet where you can get in the presence of God. And sometimes you talk, but the only time you talk is when you know how to talk. The only thing I make a demand for are the things I know he want me to have. That's what I make a demand for. I don't make a demand for something I don't know is mine. He's already prepared it. And the spirit is willing to show me mine. And as he shows me mine, I got it. Now when he shows me something, I got it. 
We was believing for land on Dickinson Road. I had to find, I wasn't sure about the road. I was looking on Gallatin Road and other roads, and I was thinking about changing. And this is where sometimes you've got to have the right, the right spiritual parent connected to your life. So I'm out in California with Dr. Jacobs. He said, Keith, you go up and down Dickinson Road. The Spirit of God just told me, because he'd already told me. Dickerson Road. And then I didn't see nothing on Dickerson Road. So guess what I did? I started going to the wrong roads. Don't look at me like you ain't never been on the wrong road. Don't look at me like you ain't been on the wrong road because the right road didn't look like it was going to show up. The devil's whole job is to get you off course. And you ought to thank God for spiritual parents that won't let you get off course because we watch over your that's that's where you cry at if just in case you don't know that's where you cry at we watch over the place you cry at get depressed at get suicidal that's our job we watch over the part of you where drama resides. And if you let us do our job, we can help you. If you let us do our job, we can help you. Because once you get off course, crying days is just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. You think like they got to figure it out. Oh, no. I already know what's going to happen. You ain't going to show me nothing. I already know what's going to happen. I just want to be crying somewhere else. Hope you drove far enough off, ran off to some valley, where I can't get to it. And I can keep living my life because I'm going to sleep at night. I ain't trying to be mean to you now. But I can't be running to everybody. You don't, you don't want to run down that road, ran all the way down there. And, and that didn't, after we tried to tell you something. And a lot of times, the smart at a Christian, they conceal stuff when they already know the answer is no. You know you don't want to bring that past me because you know what the answer is. Look at what you're trying to do. Look at what you're trying to do because you're hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to do the same thing. I was so, I drove past the land that's close to Jerry Retro's house. I passed through there a couple of days ago, about two weeks ago. And I almost bought this land. It was flood land. It's the worst kind of land a man could have. But I was so determined I was going to buy that land. I was going, oh, I was pushing hard. And I sat down, God said, I don't want it. And the only reason why you don't know, because you didn't ask me. He said, the place I wanted, you didn't even go look at that. All I'm trying to say, it takes some help to stay in the will of God. That's why I said encourage one another day. I ain't trying to be no hard pass. People gonna make, listen, people are going to do what they want to do. Dr. Jacobs already told me. He said, Keith, let me tell you something about people. They're going to do 
what they want to do. You just better get to the place you want to do God's will. Because you're going to do what you want to do. Then uh, I, was, I was looking at them other roads and Dr. Jacob spoke up. He says, you get out on Gallatin Road and you knock on every door if you have to until somebody sells you property. And of all the places that I could have gone, I'm in the best place. This church is in the best place for expansion and growth in any place on the whole road. So I drove up and down it yesterday. There was some other places I was looking. I said, that wouldn't have worked because of this. Then it's had some people in the church. That I tried to get to help me. But they married to a witch. And the, I, you just need to go read about Jezebel and Ahab. I don't even want to preach that message. Every time I come, I don't even want to preach it. But you have to. Y'all going to have to listen to the message on Absalom, the son that stabbed his dad in the back. Dr. Jacobs preached it after the church had gone through a tearing up. He preached it after it happened. I'd love to come and just preach nothing but the blessing of God. You, and, you go right ahead and ignore, ignore the obvious demonic attacks on churches. You don't have to be used by the devil. Be used by God. That's your choice, whoever uses you. And then Korah thinks he's smarter than Moses. He didn't pick you, Korah. You're not the leader. You are a helper. So help. Don't try to lead. And don't try to lead the leader. That's God's job. Don't do that. You don't have to listen to the message he preached. It was a three-tape series. It was the toughest service to sit through. Because people stabbed him in the back that he loved and trusted. Then the witch wife and the spineless husband. Those are not the favorite men. They're in your Bible. They're right here. And these things are written for our learning. So you don't get played like Korah, Absalom, who's the other guy? And Jezebel and Ahab. I'm going to pass this church long enough. Men that don't open their Bibles and the wives think they prophet. You, get, you see it all in this church. You see it all. And then Korah, he wants to be the leader, but he can't. He, he's not anointed. 
and in the Absalom. You never, as a pastor, ever want to preach those messages. But you better. But you better preach them. To protect people from a mistake they can't see coming. Those men that fell in that trap in Indiana, I watched the whole thing. I was the youngest, I was the youngest board member in the church. Probably wasn't even 30 when Dr. Jacobs came to me and asked me to come on the board with him. Now why am I even saying this? Because we're going somewhere. That church in that season was too. It's revival in my heart. And the devil hates it. It's where people really have a difference made in their lives. It's where the power, and he hates those churches. So he goes to the church to find his Korah. He goes to the church to find his Jezebel. And he goes to the church to find his Ahab. He finds the person. Because you know what? That's a spirit. And when he taught it, he taught the spirit of it. Those spirits ain't going nowhere. They're going to... All personality has a spirit behind it. 100% of the time. How you talk and act is a spirit behind it all the time. You may say it's you. And that's what he wants you to think. It's just you. No, there's a demon behind that behavior. Or it's the Holy Ghost behind that behavior. And by the fruit you can tell which one it is. Do you ever think a person is just acting as themselves? It's no such thing as that. If with, without spirit personification, the person is what? Dead. The body without the spirit is dead. So a personality without personification is dead. And by their fruits, show me your fruit, and I'll tell you who's doing your tooth. As casual as it may be. Casual is demonic. Casual is demonic. Casual about God's things is demonic. He said, I wish... You were solid cold. Don't you bring me a lukewarm persona to me as if you could have me or not. It doesn't really matter. Don't bring me that. You be white on hot burning fire for me. Or oh, I'd rather you solid cold standing away from me. But don't play me and trade me for nothing. Don't act like I'm tradable. And being a red. That's just like being married and acting like, you know what, I can have somebody else. And I'm even talking to somebody else. I'm just talking. We ain't doing nothing. Doing something is talk. Talking is doing something. 
Say amen to that. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. Just lift your hands to heaven.